Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman. We're at the Superdome a couple hours after the Eagles fell, 20-14 to 14 to the Saints in the divisional round of the playoffs. Zach, their season's over. Let's get right into it. What do, what's your big takeaway from how this game unfolded? I thought they played decently early on, especially 14-0 lead, obviously. Um, my big takeaway was this. They had the ball with the chance to win. The, the defense did enough to put them in that position. They were on the 27-yard line. Nick Foles throws a pass that Alshon Jeffrey needs to catch. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey dropped it. It went through his hands. It was intercepted. That's the season. Alshon, to his credit, did not shirk responsibility afterwards. He said the loss is on him. But, you know, that's I thought when they got the ball there, this is, this is the way the story's been for the Eagles. You know, Foles has the ball with a chance to go ahead. And, uh, and didn't the clock happen. ran out. And the clock ran out on Nick Foles' yep. Cinderella run, basically. Exactly. That's, actually, I wrote my story. The clock struck midnight. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is uh, a time for, like, finger-pointing and blames and stuff like that because or, you know, they played, they played a, a number one seed, a rested number one seed. Absolutely. Down to the wire. Um, no one saw them being – getting to this point more than a month ago. So I give the team a lot of credit. I think ultimately when you look at the season overall, and we're not quite there yet, but you know, that, that point of looking at the season, but you know, now that I'm, now that we're here, I think it can be viewed as, as a success in spite of all the injuries, in spite of just how sloppy they look for the first three months. It's really tough to repeat as champions, but this game kind of highlighted some of the areas that uh, kind of, you know, was a little bit of a microcosm of the season. In fact, uh, with all the injuries, it felt like some of those earlier games in the year, we just had guys running off the field mm-hmm. one after the other. And I mean, how many? Let's count them. How many guys got injured this game? Brandon Brooks lost for the uh, lost for the game with an Achilles tendon rupture. We don't know what his future is. Fletcher Cox was in and out of the lineup. I mean, you lose those two guys in yep. the middle of your line, two all pro, two pro bowlers going to hurt jason peters didn't finish the game um alshon jeffrey which, left, is, which was a, yeah. which was an issue all season alshon jeffrey left briefly uh russell douglas russell douglas brandon graham uh chris long briefly yeah. chris Kamu long briefly hill it was uh, the injuries mounted and and doug peterson said it's kind of how it's been all year We've had to fight through this adversity all year yeah no i, I don't think the injuries are, can be used as an excuse to you know, to the point where you know that's, that's the reason why they lost. But you know when when when, when Russell got hurt, um, Josh Hawkins, Hawkins had to go out there, mm-hmm. and they went right at him. And this is the guy wasn't even on the roster a month ago. I don't mm-hmm. think he played a, a snap on defense before mm-hmm. this point. And that's kind of what happened in the, here two two months ago when they when they were down to like Devonte Bowlesby and um, Craven LeBlanc who. who Played a great game and certainly came on, and he's a guy that I think actually may have a future with this team. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's only so long, so long that you can sustain those types of losses. So, so the way I look at it, I agree with you there, and that's kind of the big picture view of the team is that I don't want to say they overachieved because they were built to win uh, the Super Bowl again. They were they were built to try to repeat, and they underachieved earlier this year. But given where they were when we last sat in these seats. Given where they were in Dallas, I give them a lot of credit. It, it's it's hard to get back from four and six and the situation they were in six and seven, and get to the second weekend of the playoffs. They're one of the last eight teams standing. Right. Uh, 
I know the expectations for Super Bowl this year, but if you win the Super Bowl last year, you make it to the second weekend the year after that, that's a good thing going. And that gives you a lot of confidence in your head coach, gives you a lot of confidence in your roster. Clearly there are some issues that they need to figure out, short-term and long-term, but I give them credit for even being in a position where they played what I think is the best team in football very tough tonight. And can we now put to bed the folks are the Foles or Wentz argument. Yes. yes. Now, I don't think it was really ever there. I but in my mind, I was, you know, they, look, if, if Alshon catches that pass, they're probably scoring. If Alshon catches that pass, they're in the championship. They're in the Super Bowl. Game. Maybe they're in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, yeah and then it's not. an interesting conversation. Right, yeah. interesting, so I, I don't think point. we're that far removed from that conversation. That being said, if you do take a step back and look at it, I mean, there. What I wrote my column on is Nick Foles. And I, look, Nick obviously his legacy is is secure. Um, I think he's a starting NFL quarterback. Oh, absolutely. He's just not going to be one in Philadelphia. And I think we saw reasons why tonight. Okay. Uh, he was not. He started off eight of nine for 113 pat, 113 yards and a touchdown. Hey, all the credit in the world. He to was him. locked but in. He was early ten in the game. of twenty-two for eighty-eight yards and two interceptions from that point on. Yeah, so so. And he missed. He missed open your, receivers. I see your point. The third quarter was weird. Um, the Saints had the ball for eleven plus minutes on that drive there, um, but yeah, the fourth quarter there were plays that were left out there. You don't he agree, missed. You don't he agree missed Nelson Aguilar. You don't agree? You think I'm too hot takey here? You don't agree with that? Oh no, I don't think you're hot takey. I, I I think it's a valid opinion. I thought the way Nick played on those first two drives though. Um, Put them in that spot. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, but he, but, but he's got to play. He's got, you know, this is a tough team. Obviously, you have to kind of play at a certain level. I think to win these types of games, you have to play at an elite level. Oh, I agree. But and he's just not. And Carson has the ability to be an elite quarterback, and maybe even the best quarterback in the NFL. Nick, Nick doesn't have that ability. I'm talking big picture yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. I'm totally with you there. Uh, Carson Wentz. Is, I know. I, I is just. That's just kind of what I was looking at but, in the story. But and I just felt like Nick. I mean, Zach Ertz was open. They were driving. They were up fourteen to nothing, and they're at the their own forty-eight. So they're basically at midfield, and Zach gets behind Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore and Nick short arms him. And yeah, there were some plays. Lattimore in this. made a nice play on that. I get, I give him credit for that. But but Ertz was open, and then you had you had Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate open. Same kind of scenario. Got behind a defensive back and and. Nick short arm. I thought what I saw out of Nick was just too many of these lofted pa- touch passes, which he's typically really good at. He gives his receivers a great chance to, to catch those balls. But if he's not on on some of those, they can just float and they just, you know, they're just not, they're not good enough. You know, you need a quarterback sometimes to stand there in the pocket and just zip them in, the, in the certain holes. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, and, he, and he doesn't have, he's got a good arm. He doesn't have a strong enough arm to zip it into tight tight holes. And what you end up getting a lot of times from him is you get those lofted passes, um, which are fine, but you just can't you can't rely on that all the time. That's but, just my opinion. But let me ask you this. He he gets the ball back with the forty yard line basically three minutes to and go. And he still had a chance to did win. Did you it. think he was gonna win there? I did. Exactly. Nick's, Nick, I mean So that, that's so that's the And and that's the, why you could point to the whole kind of the argument is like again, the argument against Carson Wentz is we don't know how Carson can can play in, in tough situations, in playoff situations. His record in one-score games is not good. He has failed to deliver late in games. Nick has not. So I, I understand that side of the argument. But you just can't give up on a guy like Carson Wentz. No, and 
and they're not going to. This isn't. It, I think the question is more what happens with Nick Foles rather than what happens with the Eagles because Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback. Right. No, but I just I feel like that's been kind of a, a narrative sure. that's that's been played out, and, and we need to address it. What's going to happen with Nick? Nick and I address this as well. Is most likely they're going to they're going to pick up his his option mm-hmm. for 2019, 20 million gonna, option, and he's going to buy it back. Gives them two million back, which gives them money back. Also gives them compensation when he when he leaves in free agency, unless they put the franchise tag on him and try to trade and him. Try to trade him, which is an option as well. I think more than likely it's going to be the first one. I think so too, uh, just because I don't think any team would think that um, the Eagles are going to keep the Eagles are going to keep him. So the only other scenario I could see is if Foles doesn't buy back the option, and he says I'm willing to play on that twenty million dollar price tag somewhere else next year. So now you can trade me. Well, I'll I'll play under this contract, yeah. and you figure out, yeah. and we'll work together. There, yeah, there are a few different scenarios. But it won't be here in Philly. But they all ultimately end yeah, up exactly. with Foles in another uniform. Exactly. Um, there, there, I, I seem to be getting this on social media. People want to kill Jim Schwartz. <laughs> he held Drew Brees. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He held Drew Brees to 20 points at home at the Superdome. And... He had somebody named Josh Hawkins at cornerback for long stretches. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I you can quibble with a couple non blitzes or blitzes. I mean, I think he was great. Not, I think he was right not to blitz. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks ever against the blitz. And one time when they did came on third down, he completed it down the field as you would expect. I'll come off like a Jim Schwartz apologist. I don't care. Uh, the Eagles' defense was the reason I think they were in this game here. They held the Saints to twenty points. Uh, they. They showed up. I thought, you know, they yes, there were plays you want to have back. The third, third and, and longs are third and a problem. Was, third um, and longs have been a problem all season. And, and, and then, I don't know if it's it wasn't like he played six defense on that third and sixteen, but there was something leak, leaky about that zone, especially when it's Michael Thomas who's getting open. I agree with you there. I thought third down defense overall tonight was not good. Um, they were uh, over fifty percent. Yeah, eight of fifteen. Eight of fifteen. Eagles only converted seven, two of seven. Yeah, so Nick that's zero for five on his last five passes on third. You know, and we we spoke to Malcolm Jenkins this this week, and he said third down in red zone. That's what's going to have to. That's what it's going to take. Um, they're going to have to get off the field on third down. They're going to have to stop in the red zone. Uh, Saints, I believe, are two for two in the red zone. Yeah. So. They still got 420 total yards. This loss was more in the offense than it was the defense. The Eagles only I gained, agree. Eagles only gained 250 total yards. Um, I mean, for the first time in a long time, they got they got wild in time possession. That's usually not the Eagles' formula. Well, that 11 minute drive, that 11 minute drive was just. I mean, but, we talk about yeah. Drew Brees was the better quarterback tonight. That's that's that, the reality. That's who he is, right? He threw and a bad interception on the first play, but other than that, he completed. Uh, 28 of 37 passes for 308 yard, 301 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's you know that's Drew Brees, and he's got a lot of weapons. And I think as the time eroded, the Eagles did a really good job of stopping the run. That kept them in the game, I thought, because that forced third and longs. But then you started seeing Kamara and Ingram breaking loose a little bit. And again, I don't want to I want to fault the defense because I really thought overall they played well against maybe the mo- the most explosive offense or at least one of the top three. Explosive offenses in the NFL. We'll have a podcast again this week, right? Oh, absolutely. Because I was going to ask you if you think Schwartz is going to be back. But, well, I think, but we'll yeah, save that yeah, we'll definitely do like kind of like a, a recap and back? maybe almost okay. go through the entire roster and say who we think will be back sure. and who isn't back. Um, but, but yeah, so I I don't put this this loss on Jim Schwartz. I don't put this loss on this defense. I am not letting them off the hook for third downs. I, I agree that was a problem. But you hold the Saints to twenty points, you should win the game. In my opinion. Some big moments: uh, the fumble, the strip sack. 
and the Eagles couldn't pick up that fumble. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the officials, I don't know how the heck they got that wrong in the field saying yeah, that. Yeah, they was, corrected it, but yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Um, and then the fake punt. So the Eagles, so Foles had thrown the interception, and then the Saints on the ensuing drive uh, failed to convert a first down on their first three plays. And then on fourth and one, at the at their own 30, the Eagles were thinking fake was a possibility. So they kept their defense in there. And Taysom, uh, what's his name, Taysom Hill? Yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill, yep. Still was able to convert. And probably the, the bigger loss there was Fletcher Cox injured his foot. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a but that was a turning point play. Yeah, the Eagles were expecting the or I should I shouldn't say expecting they were prepared for the fake there. They kept their defensive look on the field, uh, and the Saints just blocked it and, and made I'm the play. Surprised they still won forty, knowing that they that they had the defense out there. Yeah, one yard. Um, that kind of in, in, in injected some energy in their offense. I mean, their I mean, offense. if if the Eagles make the stop there, they win the game. I think. Because they're in scoring. Well, it's there. early, but no, but they're up fourteen nothing, and they get the ball at the twenty yard. You know, if Nick does, if Nick doesn't throw the interception, sure, they're probably. They're, I mean, they're going to at least get a field goal there. I don't know. They were at the forty eight at the forty eight. Okay, yeah. maybe not, but they were moving. I mean, but my thing if, was they were moving. They were moving three straight yeah. drives. They couldn't stop. The Saints could not stop this offense. Now you turned to me at the fake punt. You said desperation move. Did you think that was that was a desperation move? I on? thought it was a little early for that. Uh, uh, but but Sean Payton's long been an aggressive. He went for the fourth and goal. He went for fourth and goal to two. They get a touchdown there. That made a big difference. Yeah, and that was a good play. And that was with you know they took advantage of uh, Josh Hawkins there. Um, what do you think about Doug as a play caller? Did you feel like maybe I thought his script was really good tonight. I think uh, they started off really yeah. well. They had a really good game plan. They were mixing it up. But I think again, he kind of just. I think he. I think he couldn't get out of the run early. Well, on. here's. I was going to say, I thought tonight really exposed some personnel problems um, with, running, with back. running back. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, that's the, I, I think that's what it showed. You know, it was interesting um, talking to Lane Johnson afterwards. He said he said the Saints really made them one-dimensional. Um, but I think part of the reason the Saints made them one-dimensional is because the Eagles don't have a running back right now. Lane said that he thought there was an extra, safe, there was an extra guy in, in the box to, to make him throw. So, I mean, but – so that makes it hard, obviously, to run. But – you know, even when they were having success on the ground, it was never really because of the. It was never the running backs. Yes, yeah. I agree. Was, and and look, JJ Smallwood runs hard, and and yeah, the JJ. I mean, the plan was to have JJ this year. He gets hurt. That's that happens. Then Corey Clement, I don't think took the step they thought this year either. But no, they were they were undermanned at, at running back. The reality is, we thought Wendell Smallwood was on the block. He was on the. He was on the on the on the roster block going into the year, and he was their leading ball carrier tonight. Uh, and this is two weeks in a row. Now I know last week you saw the, the number one rush defense. This week you saw the number two rush defense. But they need to upgrade at running back, and I think that's going to be a major priority for Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas. This Absolutely, offseason. they, they want to get a dynamic guy. They want an Alvin Kamara. I mean, who knows what they're going to? They could have had an Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, Sidney Jones was inactive again tonight. But the, we got a lot of we got a lot of stories to write about. <laughs> I need I need a break though, but like it's going to be an interesting off season. I'll Absolutely, give, I'll tell you that. Um, what else stood out to you, Zach? Any, anything about like uh, individual performance, both good and bad? I mean, Al, and Alshon obviously. Yeah, I think bad. we need to talk more about that Alshon play because I think that's that's the. I mean, I hate this. That's the lasting memory of of, of this game, and 
I I will agree with what the players were saying that Al, Alshon Jeffrey is they're not in this position right now without Alshon Jeffrey. They don't have rings on their fingers without Alshon Jeffrey. He's an outstanding player. Not arguing that. But Alshon would tell you this. He needs to make that catch. And Alshon always says, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. That's a, that's a catch you need to make there. Um, Alshon also said after the game, you know, guys miss last-second shots. This, you know, this is sports. And, and he's, he's right about that. Doug Peterson said he doesn't want this play to define Alshon Jeffrey. I don't think it will. But this is part of the story now. That you know, you dropped an interception on a potential go ahead, on a potential go ahead drive. Have you watched the replay of it? I don't know if he kind of took his eyes off it, and because he was thinking someone's going to hit him. Yeah, I, I have to look back through it. Yeah, I haven't looked at it yet. I mean, I imagine that's what happened. I mean, he has some of the most. I mean, he made a number of great catches in mm-hmm. this game, high pointing passes that that Nick does loft up to him, and that's you. You know, you kind of saw his season resurrected once Nick got in there. Once he had that change at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that, as you mentioned, that was a big story um, this last month. But he fell short. Jordan Matthews had a nice touchdown catch. He did. That was a great throw by Nick too. That was a great throw by Nick. I mean, Nick was Nick was dealing. You and I looked at yep. each other. We're like, he's in one of those. Zones. Is, yes. And then all of a sudden, and you know what? I, I like I I gotta watch the, the you know the film. I don't think the Saints did anything different. <laughs> no, Nick just he's hot and cold. He's been that way throughout his time in Philly and. He went cold there after the first quarter. And they were, I mean, they were taking advantage of those cornerbacks. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore's a good cornerback, but Eli Apple's not um, good. And the safeties are just okay. But I'll, I'll say this, too. Uh, Nick didn't get sacked once, and he was only hit four times. He had time. Yeah, yeah they did a good job protecting him. I'm saying, it was, it was on Nick. I agree with that. A lot of this is on Nick. But I, I think that they lost to a better team. And... I don't that, think that played like crap. They yeah, were terrible. They I, were rattled. I think there are some years when you look at it and you say, "Man, you know they had a shot. Like that, the path was there." Yeah. I don't think you look at it this year. I I think, and it's interesting talking to the players in the in the in the locker room. They felt like they left it out there. Like yeah. they yeah. they yeah. felt like yeah. they don't have regrets about their performance I, tonight. Listen, you were there in front of Malcolm by reading back on his comments, and I agree with them. Like. You know, someone I, I had to do some Q and A, and they asked me like, "What was like one of the moments this season that you thought thought um, was emblematic of their resiliency?" And I thought it was actually the loss in Dallas. I thought they battled that team. Despite, I agree. Despite all the things, ninety nine snaps. The the, yeah. the, the, the the official call yep. on, the, on the first play on the on the kickoff, they got that wrong. I mean, there was seemed like so much was against the team, and they just kept battling, even though they kept battling all the way to the end in, into overtime. And I felt like that told me a lot about this team. And then, of course, the next week they won against the, the Los Angeles Rams. Doug wasn't a good coach, I think, for the first three months of the season. But I think for the last month and a half, he was that Super Bowl Doug we saw last yeah. year. And and I think, as an Eagles fan, you have to feel really good about him as your coach in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then two straight years making the postseason. Uh, won now four playoff games um, or four postseason games. Give yeah. him, I, I give him credit there. But I, I look at this like... You went into the number one seed on two weeks rest, like like you said at the top here, uh, in in a tough place to play. A team that was thirteen and three, future Hall of Fame quarterback, potential MVP candidate this year, um, and you played them tough. And that's the reality of it. Sometimes you you just say you're not the better team, and they're not the better team. 
Well, I think, for, and for the first time in Nick's run of these last two years, something went against them. A, sure. a little, you know, the, the, the full the Jeffrey drop was something mm-hmm. that you know maybe would have happened to the, another team. It would have happened to the Falcons last the year. Falcons yeah. last year. Yeah, or, you're right. Or um, or the Patriots. You know, the, last year Brandon Graham made the play at the yeah. end, and this year uh, and last week yeah. you had Car- Cardi. Cody yeah, Parkey, Cody Parkey, you know. you're right. I was going to compare the, this game to uh, Hagler Hearns, but when when uh, Hearns came out in that first round and stunned Hagler and was like just killing him, but that one only went three rounds. <laughs> I felt like this one went yeah. all fifteen. No, they 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 definitely threw their punches early. You know they well they had them reeling. They, they had, had them. They, they had, had them, fourteen nothing. Like, they had them reeling. Yeah. they were stumbling around. Drew Brees looked rattled. He had one. Um, Bad pass, he had a delay a game. Um, he just didn't look like Drew all of a sudden. But no, no, we but, thought we were going to go to Los Angeles next weekend. At that point, uh, yeah, I was starting to look at Marriott. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, well, that's it here from the from uh, from the Superdome. Let's just give a quick um, update on like what's going on this week. So the players will pack up. Yeah, there's an open locker room tomorrow that Zach and I are hoping we have a 5:25 a.m. flight. We're hoping we can get there in time. And then so, we're hoping that we hear Howie Roseman this week. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we still have to talk about. We should probably yeah. do a podcast tomorrow. Jason Kelsey talked about retirement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's thought about it the last two or three years. He hasn't made a decision yet. Um, there was a report out there, but he, you know, he said that was like a third party kind of. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, I haven't really even thought about it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jason hung him up. I think he probably comes back. Like, again, you can't make the decision while you're playing. Exactly. It's got to be it's, something you guys sit down. It's got to be a rational about. decision, yeah, not yeah, an emotional never, one. But, uh, but, yeah, no, so. So the players, tomorrow's their last day with the team, and they go off for the offseason. Uh, we're hoping that we talk to uh, Doug and Howie this this week. This week. And then Senior Combine. Week, yeah. He'll probably go into that. Yep. I will be. And then the, the Combine's in February, the owners' meeting's in March, and that's the first time that Jeffrey Lurie will address us probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, well, thanks, guys, for joining us through the season. Um, we hope we uh, – we made it better than it previously was. <laughs> we tried to do a little more of them each week and um, hope to hope to do as many, well, not as many during the offseason, but hopefully. But, but we will do them during the offseason. Yeah, we definitely do them off the se- uh, during the offseason. So st- st- uh, thank you for uh, for listening and, and sticking with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's the Bird's Eye View Podcast. Thanks a lot.